This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. I'm trying out a new bra without a wire, and I have to say... Like, it is very comfortable. It's sort of like exercise bra meets wire bra. Okay. But, like, damn. It's like having a bra without a wire, especially, like, in an airport, that shit always goes off. Right. And they're always like, what are you smuggling under there? I'm like, hope. Hope, okay? <laughs> hope and good vibes and intention. Okay? The patriarchy, bitch. What the fuck do you think I'm smuggling? Okay. Anyways, you know what? Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about my titty problems. And that's fine. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Adulting. I am Michelle Buteau with my friend Jordan Carlos. Okay. Okay. Michelle, I'm just so glad we're doing this <laughs> once again remotely, as it were, but that's okay. I miss you. I miss being in the same room with you. Um, you had a party. I wasn't there. I'm mad, but I love it anyway because I got to be a, a grown-up, an adult, and just move on. I feel like I'm interrupting a conversation with yourself. Uh, yeah, you are. Like, that was great. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> That was wonderful. That was a joy. That was nice for me to watch and, and nobody else. I'm on beautiful Monjoy Hill where you stayed last summer. Oh. And I had to come down here toot toot, on a little boat. You stayed last summer when you came to visit. And that was such a special, special treat. Oh, it was. I can't believe you talked me into going to Maine. Most people can't even talk me into going to Queens. But, <laughs> you know, I think family family vacations, especially when you have young ones. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my parents looking relaxed. Nobody was tense. Nobody was chasing after me. Nobody was forcing me to eat anything. Nobody was like, don't touch that. You might hurt yourself. I just knew what the fuck to do. These kids, oh my God. I look like an episode of The Nanny before, the before. And she comes to visit the follow-up and they're still like all over the damn place. Like, just picture, if you if there was ever an all mixed interracial toddler reboot of Braveheart, them my brave. kids, them my kids on a family vacation, sit down, oh my sit gosh. down. They just wow. evoke the like the tired black mom that pushes her kids at Target. You're like, ooh, is that kid gonna be okay? <laughs> but that's what they evoke. Sit down. Sit. I said. Sit, I said. Sit down. Say sorry. Say. <laughs> Say sorry to your brother. They fight over a feather. Jordan. They found a feather out of a right. cushion and had a fight about it. I said, <laughs> this couch is full of feathers. Oh, feathers. It doesn't matter. We have a bunch of plastic balls, which I'm just like, I'm sorry, Earth. I should have I known better. But it was a gift. <laughs> it was a gift. And first of all, why the fuck would you give me a bunch of balls as a gift or oh. a puzzle? Do you hate me? Do you not like... Why would you give me more oh things to look after? <laughs> so out of all the balls, it's all primary colors. There's one that's purple. I don't know okay. how this one 
purple made its fucking way into my home, but it motherfucking sure. did. And you know what the kids always got to fight over? Uh, the I'm going to say the purple ball. The purple ball! The purple ball! I've been listening. tons of balls, and they're everywhere. It's like huh. plastic confetti, okay? <laughs> it's under this. It's over that. It's in between. Right. It's too high to get over. It's too low to get under. under. And I am yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah. All up in it. In the middle. Jordan, come on. <laughs> Caught in the middle. God, I just set I'm you up. I'm trying to follow your every word here. I just set you up. Michael Jackson, you couldn't even. What? I would. <laughs> what? Not even Listen, Dominican I, Michael Jackson. How did you just miss all of that? You've I been in Maine pass. too long. You've been in Maine I too long. You over there just days. getting gout. <laughs> sucking on butter. Off of crustaceans, sucking on it. Oh my listen, god! Listen, you th- listen, you Steph Curry lobbed a pass to me, and I just you fumbled. Just I missed you fumbled. it. Yeah, I fumbled. You didn't even tar- turn into a werewolf like uh, Michael J. Fox. You know what I mean? <laughs> like get a superpower. Remember that movie? You're right. I mean, well, it skips a generation. You know that. Um, how does a how's yeah. a werewolf? How are you mm-hmm. rooting for the werewolf? Do you know what I mean? Like that is the power of Michael J. Fox. Absolutely. I mean, wasn't the whole thing just puberty anyway? It's just a metaphor for puberty, right? He's got these special powers. And interracial relationships, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, oh, oh, his mom really wanted, you know, the hairy one or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, his mom had a chance, but went for that, the wolf man. I was just like, or this feels like you're talking about black people, but he's a wolf. No, no. The, of course, Wolfman monsters are an othering. They're a stand-in for the other. Absolutely. But here's a question. Why did he never rip anybody's head off or do any Wolfman stuff like that? Because he was sweet. Because every <sighs> wolf, every wolf doesn't do that, okay? Mm. He, he was going against the grain. That, that's, that's why he was so special. You're probably right. Stereotypes. I'm sorry. Okay. So many questions. So many questions for you. You have questions for me? I have an adulting question for you. Oh my goodness, and you clapped your hands too, so I know you're excited. I know you meant it. I'm excited. Yeah. How many times do you use a towel, right? Like, oh my bathroom God. towel before you wash that towel? I'm going to be honest. It really depends what kind of day or week I've had. Okay. Because as we know, and yeah. I'm so sorry, listeners, to be talking about my bowels yet again, just like oh, minutes dear. into this episode. <laughs> a bidet ain't good enough. I got to get the whole body. I got to get the rooter to the tutor. So every time... Uh-huh. You know, Mother Nature calls. Hello, Mother Nature? I'll be right there. (laughs) Father time? Hold on. Mother Nature's calling. Hold, please. (laughs) Even if it's just, let's say it's a false alarm. You know, when you Uh have like. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. What's the follow up? What's the the follow up? Okay, no, you you seem to take showers at the drop of a hat. So it's like, if you, you, let's say you go to the bathroom. I have a towel in every bathroom. You have a, of course you have a towel in every bathroom. That's, I, that's I beautiful. I have at least two or three towels I fuck with all week. You like a good plush situation. Oh, look. The first thing I did spend money on was towels. Mm. Because I got that body. I got that, you know, <laughs> I got that body. You know, I got that body that's never going to fit a hotel towel unless it's a five-star, $600 a night fucking place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got that body that's never going to fit a robe at a spa. And I really felt bad about it. I I got that body that will never understand what jean shorts are in the 90s and early 2000s. (laughs) I do now. You just really got to wait your turn. You have to wait your turn. You got to wait your turn. I love that there's like really big plush towels that just wrap all under your delicious, juicy, 
moist <laughs> back fat. Oh my God. You ever seen anyone finger fuck a, ha- a, a, a Easter ham uh, on a, well, on the Food Network? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's a soft pass on that. Um, Why are you not even looking at me? This is Zoom. Because you look at you're me. talking about finger fucking a ham. <laughs> <laughs> It's very adult. How else are you going to know it's done? But how do you know when to wash the towel? Is it the smell test? Is it the funk, the defunct, funk smell test? That's when you throw it in the in the washing machine? What do you think? It depends on the towel. If it's an older towel, you got to wash it more. Absolutely. But if it's an older towel, it, it more than likely it's drying out your skin. Mm. I would say I would say once a week. Mm-hmm. I would probably say even more than once, depending. The long answer is washing, knowing how much I wash my towel is really knowing how much I'm pooping at home. Because I'm taking a shower after every poop. And look, you can quote me. At this point, but what if, come get me. <laughs> but what if you, come sh- get what if you shoot a blank? What if you shoot a blank? You're like, oh, I think I had to. But it turns out it was just Yuck. a bunch of, yeah, it's just a gas. Just, just your butt was full of farts. What do you do then? Do you still take a shower? No. Interesting. Shooting a blank. No, I don't shoot blanks. And that is a very aggressive <laughs> way of... T- t- I hate that. You know what I mean? I... I- I hate when people are like, trigger warning. Anything to do with a gun, gun right now, right, I'm yeah. just like, or even like um, penis, I'm just like, no. Okay. Especially a, <laughs> so maybe- a dick gun is out. All right. So let me ask you this. <laughs> are you the kind of person that, can you, after the shower, <laughs> do you just throw on a robe? You know those, like, I yes. am, I am yes. so envious of people that can, you can do that? That's you? I can air dry. Sometimes yeah. I put on a little oil and let that shit seep the fuck in. Right. And and I have my ta- you know what and this is how I know my husband and I are good for each other. I grew up in a household, and my grandma in Jamaica, they are uh, real sticklers for a dry bathroom floor, <laughs> and you gotta figure out how to um, you know, sir, do so lay your ass in a tub. Dry them feet before you come out. Mm-hmm. Don't Wait, how, get the mat what, wet. How, what? The mat's how, not there to get wet. How do you do that? I'm like, how am I supposed to dry my feet in the tub? And then you step on that. I said, this is confusing. So I grew up in a house like that. And so my husband and I are, are, are both just like, here I go. Balls to the wall. Why is every saying about balls and indoor guns? Yeah. Balls to the wall. like. But now it's like we've taken it too far. Like we just slipping and sliding and hurting ourselves <laughs> in the bathroom. Like everybody that walks in our bathroom just like, oh, oh, my socks are wet. I'm like, sorry, we're animals. <clears throat> we're the animal house. So I don't think your wife would appreciate our bathroom floor because she looks like she likes a dry floor in the bathroom. I mean, she doesn't mind either way except for the kids like to, they like to splash it, a splash splash in the, in the bathtub and that goes over the side and then it just makes it like, wet and I'm like there's gonna be mosquitoes in here you know and so you have to dry that out yeah. and everything like that oh you just turn into a green mile every time they take a bath <laughs> pretty much and then okay. here's the problem cool, cool. the water then starts getting next to the toilet brush and you're mm-hmm. like no you know like it's just it's not fun oh yeah it's not fun the paint is coming off the wall in the bathroom on the bottom cause these motherfuckers decide to splash like it's an 80s movie no. I'm like do you <laughs> A mind. And it's like, up. it's our fault. Why would we put them in a little thing of water and be like, don't splash? Yeah. It's like going to Thanksgiving and being like, don't eat. Should we lower, should we lower the water level for these children? Make them cold? No, but that gives them even more license. Yeah. 
to splash. Do you know what I mean? What are we going to do about them? Shower time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you heard that. That was like a machine in my basement <laughs> that just went off. I have so many. Okay. I wrote down adulting questions. I'm like, I'm ready for it. I came up with a great phrase this weekend. I was dancing with my friends. It was very adult. It was like our own essence fest. It was like seven of us. Uh-huh. Uh, it was very Auntie Connish. And, um, Auntie Con? you know, it was like house. Yeah. <laughs> And then I don't know why I came up with this phrase, but I started jiggling my arms and I was like, I'm making my arms twerk. And I just thought that was so fun. I just thought that was so fun. That's to be there in that moment, people must have doubled over like spit takes for real. I like that. Arm twerk. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good moment. And I think it would probably be a bigger and brighter moment had I be, like, if I was talking to, like, a woman in her 40s or 50s right now. But I like that you understand. No, I understand. You're talking about, you're talking about the adipose tissue that, that dangles down from our arms. Oh, no. And that, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. no uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> By that. <laughs> no, that shit is that shit is hilarious. How was the auntie energy this weekend at your party? Um, auntie energy was awfully mm-hmm. for sure. Everybody was very adult. Everybody left with like red lips at the end. I said, oh no, I should just give away tooth whitening strips. <laughs> because we're at that age where that wine really just settles. That's you it? know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It really just settles. <laughs> I'm very excited to get to our guest. Who are we going to talk to today, Jordan? We're going to talk to Sudi Green. I mean, Sudi Green is a very big up-and-coming writer and producer. She wrote for SNL, was the supervising writer Mm. on SNL for about six seasons. Hello, round of applause. Yes. Also, a writer, I believe, uh, I Love That For You, uh, which is a really good series on Amazon all about HSN from Vanessa Bear. Yes. And upcoming, she's got a new series that she's developing with A.D. Bryant from Shrill. It's called Cheeky, Cheeky, but I love that. I'm like, what are you, like her accountant at H&R Block? You were just out here giving all the fatherly intros. Well, that's very nice. Thank um, you. Are you done or should you keep going? Because I'd love to talk to her. Talk. All right, everyone. Let's do it. <laughs> Hi, Sudi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm like psyched to be here. Oh, thank you. And and you're on the West Coast, so thank you even more for doing yeah. like a very early morning talk show vibe. Yes, you better get that iced coffee, honey. Mm. I wish y'all could see Sudi. She's got <laughs> like textured bangs. Um, a floral, like, Tommy Bahama, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, more like Tanya Bahama. Um, festive shirt. Tied? Is it tied? It's not tied. It's open, I'm sorry, guys, with sports bra underneath. Ma'am, I just have, like, a new sports bra with no wire. It's very exciting. It's huge. The things that they're doing with non-bras post-pandemic. And Jordan, feel free to weigh in on this. I, I know. I'm I'm just listening to Michelle talk about it uh, earlier. So this is huge. I think post-pandemic people are very much over bras and the market is responding. Yeah. I'm here for it. Give us what we need. Shashir Zameda has this great bit about razors and how like a bunch of men went to the war and then like these razor companies had excess and they're like, how do we move them? Oh, let's tell women they have to shave. Mm, yeah. And make them feel bad about themselves. I don't know how she made it funny, but she did. Make them pink. 
Make make them pink and make them feel like hairy monsters. But the opposite, I think, is for I always thought I always wanted to write a thing that was like face products for men, and it was called Same But Blue because <laughs> mm. <laughs> whatever they're putting in, like yep. you know, uh, Sunday Riley or like you know the Doctor Jart, but you just make it blue. Yep. For men, same but blue. That's yep. how you know it's good. Same but blue. Absolutely. That's right. My wife's gotten over that. She just buys Barbasol or uses my razor. It's like, <laughs> same diff, same diff. Yeah, I love your shirt. Your shirt's like, it It screams New Orleans homicide detective. Exactly. Yes. It's giving on hell in mm-hmm. Dexter. Thank you. Thank you so much. Are you into fedoras? What's going on with hats? How do you feel about hats? Wow. Hats, that's such a loaded question, honestly. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, never been into fedoras. I have to say, even when I was like a theater kid, I never rocked a fedora. Wow. Thank God. Somebody was protecting me, looking down on me. Um, I definitely will rock a baseball hat because, you know, when you have curly hair, mm-hmm. you have to have hats on hand. Yeah. Because there could be... There could be a humidity moment. There could be, I mean, I have curly bangs. This is, this is a delicate balance every morning. This is the most adult thing I've ever seen on Zoom. Yeah. And it's not people homeschooling. It's the textured adult curly bangs. Did you grow up with bangs? You just decided to do, did you find a hair, you must've found a hairdresser that you loved before you like committed to this. I found a a hairdresser that changed my life, basically. Mm. All my life. All my life, I was, I grew up in Delaware, which is- Round of applause. Not really. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Joe Biden's my grandfather. Please respect our president. <laughs> Southern or Northern. There's not really a difference. Not really a difference in the state. It's so small. Go on. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, like chi hair straighteners going on. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, um, not a lot of uh, gals with curly hair. Uh, and so I was constantly just going to women kind of doing their best. And um, yep. I was told like my whole life, like, oh, you have curly hair. You can't have bangs. But I have a giant forehead. I have a giant head. It's the only thing I got from my father, looks hey, wise. Hey, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I get it. When bangs came into my life, it was huge. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Life changing. Trust me. Life changing. What we're not going to do yeah. is talk shit about our own heads. Okay. And uh, wow. Yeah, what we're not going to do, what we're not going to do. And by the way. Curly bangs are so in now. I've been seeing them everywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah. Seeing Deborah Winger in like uh, Urban, Urban Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one like, movie. It's what? very that. Yeah, yeah, yes. totally. Officer and a gentleman. Okay. <laughs> and a gentleman. Okay. I got no place else to go with these bangs. I feel you. I went to the Heim concert and like made eye contact with like a group of friends who all had my haircut and we like chatted. Yes, you have to. That's how it feels when I see a black person. In Europe. I'm like, hey, mm. sis, come over here. How's the bike riding going? Where can I get a good baguette? <laughs> you know, you just, your family, that's all. It's like, the world is like like a Chili's for black folks and people with textured hair. <laughs> I'm like, go on. What is... <laughs> when you're here, your family. That's it. Chili's. 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 When you're here, your family. Yes. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Okay. It's in every lonely planet. I saw on Twitter the other day a recording of, like, in the studio, them recording the Baby Back Ribs song. I saw that, yeah. Oh, no. It was like, it was like they were recording like a Sondheim musical. It was so (laughs) impressive. This incredible group of men. Like, 
it just was like, do you think that they were in the studio when they were recording that, like looking at each other, like we got a hit on our hands? <laughs> Maybe like they all got that special feeling. I think that'd be a, I would watch that show like a behind the music for commercials. Mm. Yes. Like the, the spearmint gum, the double mint, whatever growing up. Commercials were like the juicy fruit ones. No, the minty ones where they had twins. Oh, double double year refreshment. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wait, I was um, reading your bio and I saw what you said that you were on W. Kamel Bell's show. Yes, totally biased. That was, I think, the first time I did stand-up on TV. Wow. You know, I don't think it was the first time I did stand-up. But it was the first time I enjoyed doing stand-up on TV. So it felt like the first. I remember you doing that, though, for sure. I was a little baby PA on Kamal Bell. That's so And it was like, it it was so fun. And it was such a fun show that got canceled for no good reason. I know. Yeah. And it was in New York, right? Because I was doing, this was like 2012, 2013, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago. Okay, wait. Now I'm getting a flashback of, so I was a little baby PA yeah. and I worked for the guy who was the interview producer. Mm. And I think that there was some crossover with like booking the comics as well. And there was discussion about who's the Dutch Santa slave. Schwartz Pete. Yes, that's the bit I did. Yes, Schwartz Pete. Yes. And whether we would show pictures. Yeah, it was all blackface. Yeah, because I was like, if we're going to do it, can we really do it? Because it was also very fun. And we, I think we did show it. Yeah, 100%. You guys did it. And I was like, this is fun. I don't know if anyone saw it, but it felt good to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I saw it. And it was an important show. Like, you know, and I, it was nice to have another show besides the daily show that was doing stuff. And I loved right. uh, the field pieces and W. Kamau is great. So many good people were working on that show. And it's just like Guy Branham, Aparna. What a time. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Let me can I ask you guys a question? Both Please. of you guys, writer performers, right? Writer performers. Mm-hmm. And do you choose or you just sort of like go where the money is, go where the project is, go where you feel the most? I'm just trying to figure out a way to ask you about experience when it comes to writing, because like, are you always interested in those projects or you're just like, I'm going to, I like these people and I might learn something. Or is it like you are very passionate about these projects? Sudi, as our guest, you're up. Classically, people don't really (laughs) want me on camera. And so it's easy. (laughs) What? Stop. No, I think that stop. I think that I think that it's very Ooh. much it's very much in my life has always been a way for me to like get my material out there and then people are like we like the material. Could you give it to somebody with straighter hair and better teeth? No, but uh, but I did use my writing. Well, they ain't giving it to me then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I think that. I have always written, I always, I mean, like, it's, I think everybody wants to be a star and everybody wants to be up there. And also it is like the cushier gig just in general. Not that like writing isn't the cushiest gig in the world, but if there's a cushier gig, it's performing. It's, it's yeah, it's performing. But do <laughs> it's you, performing a, not yeah. on your own show, you know, when right. you're, when you're doing it all, it's really hard. Well, as a, as yes. a, as a writer though, you must feel like you kind of like eat what you kill, right? So it's like. 
it's like, okay, I did it this week. I, I wowed him this week. What I have for next week? You know, like, especially yeah. when you're in like SNL, right? Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. that was like, that, I can't even, when I was at SNL, I was just so in that mode of like survival all the time. And like, you're only right. as good yeah. as your next, you know, good idea. But I also got hired kind of young. And so I really didn't mm. know any other life. Like, I really got oh, wow. hired, like, kind of, I was a PA at Kamal Bell, and there was, like, then I waitressed for a year, and then it was, like, bam. And uh, wow. And so, it happened very quickly, and I'm really glad that I was, that's the only life I knew, because now that I was there for, like, six years, and then it's my first year out, I'm like, I can't believe that I was, like, living like that for so long, like, Truly living like what? Living like what? Everything you eat and breathe is Yeah, just sketch. just just pressure. Just constant pressure. Yeah. Okay. Constant pressure to be mm-hmm. funny, which mm-hmm. you know, I like to put on myself um in day-to-day life, but uh you know, when it's for money, it's more stressful. Uh yes. and 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 also, you know, kind of always sort of a concentrated environment of like looking over your shoulder a little bit or looking Mm. at other people's papers. Like, you know, as much as you like are friends with everybody, it's naturally competitive. And so like nothing is ever that everything is kind of undercut by that. Yeah. Nothing is ever safe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What a crazy boot camp! And I, you know, I feel like it's such an, I'm thinking of another phrase besides necessary evil, but talk about making you better, faster, stronger. Because mm. then when you get out, you're just like, like what you said, you're like, okay, you want to give me all these money, all this money for these ideas? <laughs> and then I could sleep? And I'm emotionally stable? <laughs> and my right <laughs> eye's not twitching? <laughs> and my ass fits in the bathroom stall? Sorry, sorry, 30 Rock. Sorry, 30 Rock. <laughs> Just can never fit in any of the bathrooms there. It does feel like the because it's it's so on rails and people like stay up so late and like you want to be kind of present at all times. It's probably yeah, it's better that you were younger, no? Doing all that. So dumb. Okay. <laughs> so young and dumb. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Did you ever just feel like you kind of like grew stronger in that and you were able to like withstand it and negotiate it all the more? And then until you got to like year six and were like, all right, I've done this. And I'm going to see what else is out there. Like, what what was your arc, do you think? Yeah, I think that a lot of it in the beginning was just survival. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I I didn't even get a sketch on until, like, very late in my first year. I was very convinced that I was, everybody thought I was, like, a shy idiot. And, uh... Aww, what a great <laughs> name for something. It's a great <laughs> memoir. Yeah, a, a book of essays. Love. Shy idiot. Shy yeah. idiot. Turns out she was a very confident idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the end. <laughs> and then you're like, then there's, you know, the goalpost keeps moving. And so you're like, okay, well, now I don't think that they're going to fire me. Now I want to be one of the more, you know, respected or senior writers. Now I want more of a voice in like what gets on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I kind of, I mean, I got promoted to supervising writer like the week after the Weinstein stuff broke out. Like I got mm-hmm. promoted during Me Too, which was a very yeah. like, wow, mm-hmm. truly to be like, you know, there were no female writers in like the decision-making room at that time. 100. And so they were like, all right. And so that was very like, oh, of course. Look, you don't even well, have to yeah, say how do you, I'm yeah. picking up what yeah. you're laying down. <laughs> the only time I've gotten auditions for stuff is like when people are like, uh-oh, 
Another unarmed black man was shot by the cops. No, no, no. We support black people. Michelle, what are you doing Monday morning? And I'm yeah. like, okay. And how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel torn or? Good question. Great question. I always feel torn. And I feel like it's my duty as a performer to bring all those things, you know, either to the screen or to the stage where I'm going to give it to you in a quip or an improv line, or if you're asking me how this should go, or a stand-up piece. You know, I think social media is very important, but if you are a performer, you do have a platform, and it is your duty. You know, like, even Jennifer Lopez was saying in her latest documentary, Halftime on Netflix, like, she's like, I like rom-coms. I like it sweet and cute and simple. And and then when she started seeing all these families being separated at the border, these kids in cages, she's like, oh, I have... A responsibility, and quite frankly, we all fucking do. We can't leave it up to these dummies, obviously, because they're just out here lying and fucking just fucking it up, quite frankly. So, yeah, I mean, it is a double-edged sword, but, like, I, you know, it always is going to be. It's never going to be yeah. perfect. You know, like, Jordan and I, we had our— it was a lovely moment. We had um the the poster for this podcast on um a building in Times Square. <gasps> Exciting. And then we and then we heard the news like about the Supreme Court. And so yeah. I could tell you every show that I've done and what person has been shot by the police that week <laughs> or like whatever the fuck tragedy has happened. But yeah, you take that ball and you fucking run. And then you bring the next person up and you don't be a resume snob and you keep that shit fucking mm-hmm. going. And even the people that think that they are on the fucking good side of history, you let them know that they can fucking do better. And mm-hmm. they will shame people into doing the right thing because we all need to fucking get our generational wealth on too. Ah, don't get me started. My right nipple got hard because that's the one that's still alive. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you? I, I think about that all the time too. Like how much... Um, my success is built on somebody else's guilt. You know, is that yeah, is that like, action. Is is that like uh, you know, and then it undermines my confidence, which is already <laughs> shot. Um, you know, and undermines my confidence. Oh my god! Own and then you had to put the voice on the yeah. shot. Oh, you know what much. it is. You know what it is. Oh my god! I mean, you listen, guys, you, guys you gotta are, undercut it. You gotta, you gotta undercut oh, it. God, just guys. a little There's bit. People out there just trying to get through their day. More or less, like you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a really good question. If you don't even fuck, if if you are in that position to be the only one in a room, mm-hmm. and you realize why you're in that position, you know, it is you. Ha- it is your duty to say, "Oh fuck, this is why I'm here, and how do I not leave this place like this?" Yeah, yeah exactly. Period. I also think it's like not. I think that. It's not necessarily how you got there. It's what you do once you're there. It's what you do with the opportunity. And I also yeah. like kind of believe in like smoke them if you got them. If there's a moment that what you are able to do is going to be so much more significant than whatever yeah. bullshit backstory that, by the way, like the people watching the show that you're doing this on, the people in your audience at the comedy show, like, they don't fucking know the backstory. All they know Mm-mm. is what you said. And like, yep. I think in comedy, it can be so insular. And when you hang out with a lot of comedians and all that stuff, like people are so savvy with like how things happen in the industry and hiring and all of that stuff. It's like, I have people in my family that think SNL is improvised. Like nobody knows that shit. Like <laughs> nobody knows the audition yeah. process or like whatever. Right. They only know the show that they watched and laughed yeah. at, you know? Yeah. And that's, I don't know. I think that 
I mean, I only hang out with comedians and it's a problem, but also, you know. Have you, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> you Do know you what's feel, really fun? Hanging yeah. out with comedians that you started with that like stopped. Like that's my favorite because it's just like, because they know, because they know you from when uh-huh. and they can appreciate it in a way that doesn't feel like bitter and jaded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I can't just hang out with only comedians because then it's like, where's the joy? Yeah, do better, Sue. Get new friends. I'm, no, stop. I didn't mean it like that. I'm broken. I'm sure you know a lot of writers too and just a lot of artists. Well, when I say comedians, I mean like funny people. Yeah. I think that you okay. know what I mean. Like the Judd Apatow movie. We get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who I don't have to be vulnerable in front of, you know. Oof, I love vulnerability. Oh, let's go. Los Angeles, mm. actually, mm. I've found that the people, this is my theory, and it was backed up by somebody from Los Angeles, but people that live in Los Angeles that are from Los Angeles and do not do anything in the film industry, let's say you're a zookeeper or a nurse or like a game <laughs> warden, you have they have the fullest lives in Los Angeles. They straight up have the best time in the fullest lives. So find yourself... A falconer in Los Angeles, not one to the stars, mm. but just like, and you could make a friend that way. But, but they're always like, yeah, Los Angeles is great. Oh my goodness. You're like Beyonce telling people to quit their jobs. How is any of that possible? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> find me a zookeeper. Yeah. Find me. No, but you know what? No, but I'm not complaining. Like, I'm like sending the clowns. I'm, I also feel like I moved yeah. to LA and I'm, and I'm, and I'm interacting with a lot of people that definitely work on funny things or are in funny things. And I'm like having the most earnest conversations with them. Right. <laughs> and, yes. And I think that's also like the LA thing where it's like, I've seen you absolutely murder, be funny. And now I'm talking to you about like, trauma mm. and I'm sorry yes. I don't always want to go there I actually never want to go right. there <laughs> that's my problem I'm socio I'm socio in that way I'm avoidant really yeah you're avoidant no you're not you're prote- you're protecting yourself here's a question are you like um, so let's let's unpack that let's get our little backpack out and unpack it <laughs> Are you oh an Aquarius? Are you are you the middle child? What what's going on? I'm a Scorpio I'm the youngest I don't know what it is I just think I like to live in clown town. <laughs> I just feel like that's clown that's town. why we're here, honey. Like that's what makes me feel alive. Feel like, yeah. What are you doing? What are you saying? What's what's <laughs> what's going on? And I know a lot of people find that very annoying to me. Bits is life. Bits is life. Mm. Bits is life. And I definitely will like go there when I need to. Put it on a cozy. Bits is life. Bits is life. Put it on a cozy. Bits is life. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday just got Liddy. No, bits is bits life. Of life. What are we here for? Yeah. What are we here for? I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, oh, the jester speaks truth. You know what I mean? Like, I really love people who do that, but like, that's not what I got into it for. Like, you know what I mean? And I just feel like, uh, I just miss, sometimes I miss the times where I would not have an honest conversation with one person. Oof. I just miss it. I think everybody yeah. is just yeah. really, and I'm happy for them and they're very therapized and I'm happy for them. But <laughs> so you you're a you're a small talker. You love to small talk. No, I love to small talk. Michelle will tell you I can oh. small talk as a southerner. I can small talk for oh my, ever. He doesn't like a short line. Give him a long line. He mm-hmm. can just talk and Oof. talk. Give him a line of the DMV. He will leave there like like Cindy Lauper. Girls just wanna just like dancing. Everyone's yeah. dancing behind him. <laughs> Do you love to have like a little interaction with like like a like a waiter or a barista or whatever? Yes, I do. No, that I need done quickly. 
Um, that's usually about th- what they have going on and how they feel. Like, and I'm not there to please you. I need you because I've yes. been like a bar back. I just yeah. need you to get the job done. That that kind of whole yeah. thing. Because there's people behind us, and like you know, you got to be you got to be cruel to be kind to the people behind you and just be like, I need this, this, and that. Let's keep it moving. Oh my god, hilarious! When you work in ser- when you've worked a service job. That never leaves you. Yeah. You're in mm-hmm. and you're out and you're polite and you're cordial, but you're efficient. And I've gone on like so yeah. many first dates where I'm just like, okay, and you never were a waiter and that's very clear. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, I like to, I like to do a little check-in. You know what I mean? I like to do a check-in on top and then we keep it business. Keep a cordial business. Because I do want to go. Cordial, like the last drink I order, can I also have the check whenever you get a chance? Mm. I'm gonna be out of here mm-hmm. real soon. Mm-hmm. I want to pay. Mm-hmm. I want to go. I don't want to wait for the check. I don't want to see what you do. I want to see you pick your wedgie. He's like, "Give me the check. I'm gonna go." And that's it. Have the card out when they bring the bill, though. You know, a lot of people are like, well, "Let me get my wallet out," and it's just like, "Come on, like, have it out if you ask for it." But do you have your your card out and look at the bill? Because you gotta look at the bill sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Say that. No, you didn't. Say yes, you that. did. Yeah, look at the bill. <laughs> And that's the honey hush. <laughs> All right, Sudi, you are lovely. We do have some questions from the audience and um, the audience, the people that listen. LOL. Thank you so much for listening. And these questions are about adulting. We try to answer them the best way we can um, because no one can afford therapy because... Nobody's in network. It's terrible. Health insurance is a luxury. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Anyways, here's one of the here's one of the questions. This is really um What do you think of it? Um sad. It's I, I find it sad, but you guys let me know. Maybe you guys think it's hilarious. Um how am I supposed to live, love, and laugh when I can barely afford to exist? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess it is funny because once you say it, you just want to laugh off their pain. Uh, any any thoughts? This is so funny because I just I just said um Health insurance is really expensive. But um, yeah, I will say this, friend. Loving and laughing, I mean, that's shit you can afford. Mm. You can go to YouTube. You can get one of your friends a hut. hut. Mm. I feel like human touch. And I don't maybe have more orgasms. Those are also free. I'm getting like better food, more hugging, more sex. That's what I feel like needs to happen. Because barely affording to exist. Well, by by what metric? And and I'm sure it's it's sound and grounded. But like, is it can't afford to exist compared to the people that you see on Instagram? You know, like just take a big Ooh. old step back. Stop blaming yourself and blame the system that you know mm. that puts this in your face and jackhammers it into your skull. Come on, Black Doctor Phil, let's go. I'm just saying this, like to what you said, Michelle. We barely touch the ones we love. Uh, touch them more. Hug them more. Call the people that are in your life, not the people that that you want to talk to, but the ones that are that are calling you, you know. And like, and as long as they're not toxic, just like give them more time, more slices of that love pie. And I feel like when you can barely afford to exist, I hear that. Of course, everything's going up. Thanks, Joe Biden. But everything is going up. You know, the prices of everything is going up. But but the value then of the time that we have with the ones we love then has also increased as well. So you need to make sure that you. I don't know. Tap into that. Ooh, honey. Call the ones calling you. I'm walking away from this podcast with that. That's a good That's message for me. <laughs> call the ones calling you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. You're the shit legit. Like, for real. That's beautiful. You know, 
Yep. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think that the world is, I mean, my, uh, honestly, the world is burning. Fuck. We're not going to be here that much longer. Like we really aren't. I would also say like, I don't know, you know, can't afford to exist. I, 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 I don't know what that means. I mean, I think I know what that means that that sounds really bad. I know a lot of people are in that situation because it's like, even the basics are fucking crazy. Um, but you know, I just think, yeah, Here's what I would like to do, and maybe other people can be inspired by this. I would love to join hands with some other women, <laughs> and I would like us to invest in a tract yeah. of land in, like, Montana. Like, okay. someplace where, you know, the world is burning. I would like a climate change kind of haven, sort of, I hear, like, Denver's, Colorado's going to be good for that, kind of, like, mountains, sort of um temperature-controlled. And I would say, mm-hmm. like, you know— the world is burning, like either fuck or like focus on kind of like doomsday prepping. I really wish I hadn't followed Jordan. Yes. Um, Cause I kind of <laughs> felt like you guys had covered it. And I was like, kind of like, all right. I just wanted to get your point of view. <laughs> no, yeah, we all need a POV. We all need a POV. Yo, get them, get them Campbell's soup cans now. That's, that's, a, that's an exclusive from Sooty Green. Get, get them tampons. Yeah. Get that mm-hmm. clean ass diva cup. Don't use the old, get a clean diva cup. Yep. You're going to need it for the revolution. Learn how to can. Learn canning, canning. jarring, mason it up. Yes. In The Walking Dead. In The Walking Dead, I don't know how the fuck everyone's just eating dog food and not shitting all over themselves <laughs> while they're running for their lives. Didn't you say you wanted to see an action movie where people have to stop to take a piss and or shit? 100. Because I always have to pee. And I'm like, we're all running from the monster and no one has to pee. Like we all just, we're gonna, we all have like a panting liner on and we're just like, we'll figure it out. Because like the, like the only thing I have to do is pee when I go in public. Because the first thing I look for is the fucking bathroom. Also, like, I'm sorry. No neon colors in the apocalypse. <laughs> Everybody just yes. shades of gray and brown. Nobody died in a Zumba class. <laughs> don't get me started. Next question, you guys. Don't get me started. When a question has more questions in it, is you got to go. Want to hit? Let me see. Well, I would love to ask this question and you get the next one if that's okay. Do it, do it. Thank you so much. I'll do it to it. Should I tell my friend that I think his new girlfriend looks and acts exactly like his ex-wife. <sighs> Who are you? Sudi. Who are you in this equation? Are you the ex? Because if you're the ex, you got the sack. Do you still want to be friends with this person? Are you on 90 Day Fiance? So many follow-up questions. You know what's funny? <laughs> Is that I've seen people that are half-siblings and I'm like, you guys look so much alike. And then you look at the moms. I'm like, yeah, daddy got a type. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people got types, but <laughs> you ain't got to tell them they motherfucking know. Well, some people don't know. No. They know. And also the current, I would say that the current partner, the the current girlfriend or whatever, she knows that she looks like the ex. She knows she looks like her. She knows. She's <laughs> shocked she and she, she knows. Because I've had that moment. I've had that moment where <gasps> I'm going through the feed and I go, Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't hate it. The only time you should really worry is when like they have a bunch of friends that look like you and you're just like, okay, is everyone a plan B? 
Is everyone planting? <laughs> what the fuck is this? What are you going to say? Jordan no. is like literally, he's got his hand no, on I'm his mouth. No, I'm taking this all in. Like, I've never heard women. that before. <laughs> no, I've never heard of the what? scrolling and then seeing the X that looks exactly like the spitting image of you. That That is, that's next level. Oh my gosh. Are you okay with it? You were cool with it? In the particular moment that I'm thinking about, I was worried actually that he was hotter than me. <laughs> oh. And when I saw that like, the the ex had mm-hmm. a similar type of vibe to me. It made me feel like, no, I'm his type. She was out there with curly bangs, oh, too. Know. So it made you feel comfy cozy. Not okay. curly okay. bangs, okay. but it was okay. a vibe. Okay. It was a vibe. It yeah, was a vibe. It's a schmood. <laughs> um, but what what strikes me as interesting from this is that acts like the ex. That mm. would be the thing to unpack. Looking mm. like the ex, like we're all human. We're all just sniffing butts out here. It's all Yum. pheromones. Yum. Acts like the ex, that's a little more complicated. You know, I think a lot of guys want our mama's boys. And they just want someone to take charge. You know, they <laughs> they, they think bossy is like how you show love. So I'm just going to assume that this bitch is bossy. It could be, also could be my favorite film, Vertigo, <laughs> where he's like making her. Your favorite film? A top five. Oh, Okay. Your, your top five. Top five. Rear window, vertigo, do the right thing. No coming to America? Mm, trading places. No the color purple? No. No, the color purple is definitely a great one, but not my favorite. <laughs> favorite film. Throw that on. <laughs> Let's all watch the color purple. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> any, mama, anyway. Mama. But, Oh, God. Mama. 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 God is trying to tell you something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's your favy faves? One of. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What is it? Graffiti Bridge? Let's go. Okay. Um, I was just... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just going to say that maybe this person, to what extent this person acting like their ex, and to what extent is the boyfriend making them act that way? Oh, yikes. <gasps> yeah, buddy. Yikes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, was that was a, a deep, deep dive. dive. That was kind of, deep. that was getting into the psyche. I read an article the other day, and by read an article, I mean I saw on TikTok, <laughs> which I have to stop doing. I keep saying I read the other day because it just comes out, but it's really like I saw mm-hmm. on TikTok, and they were like, the riskiest thing that you can do in love is do everything that you've been doing. Because you're just going to get the same result over yeah. and over again. The smart thing to do, the sure thing would be to change your behavior if it's okay. not working yeah. out. Everybody like always that. wants to know how to get along, but you really have to learn how to argue. You're going to have, you're going to argue. You're going to be put in that position. Like, how do you do it with someone that you love and mm. then have to put your face in their crotch? Mm. You got to figure it out. Do you want the next question? Absolutely. Jordan? Yes. Um, how often should I wash my jeans? Oh, well, what the fuck are you doing in the street? Uh, <laughs> so you're it su- depends how many subways and what, like, are you, yeah. do you have a car? Are you in public with this booty? You got grass stains? What's going on? Are you an eight-year-old kid? What's happening? <laughs> um, I think this, this is a good question because uh, I'm going to age myself here, but back in the early 2000s, yes. there was a time when like dirty jeans were in vogue. And people just did Yuck. not wash their jeans. And in fact, there was a company Ugh. called APC that was like, don't wash your jeans. Don't do it. That was their whole branding thing. So you didn't wash Yuck. APC jeans. You had like little flies doing like uh, figure eights in front of your jeans. And people were like, 
<laughs> hot, fuckable. You know, like there was cattle in your crotch. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a once a week person with jeans. Jean clean. Yeah, it depends how much I've worn them. But if it's just like a quick little pop in, pop out, you know, a lot of the stuff I wear is to like daycare pickup and Target. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing like an out out, then we get washed because then it's like out. It's the outside mm-hmm. clothes. And, you know, don't put them in the freezer. Oh, like, to kill the bacteria, <laughs> put them in the freezer? Yeah. yeah, to like keep the integrity. Just wash them on cold and air dry them. Um, I'd say once a week because it feels like you wash them a lot. Also, sniff your crotch. Mm. You might have had a day. Mm. Yeah, just a sniff test is what I would recommend, honestly. <laughs> and I feel like also for me, it's a delicate, it's, it's a delicate dance for the jean washing because I got a couple pair of jeans that are three hour jeans. Mm. You know what I mean? These are bar jeans. These mm. are jeans that make my ass look incredible, but we're not sitting in them right, for very right. long, you know? Made the mistake of wearing these to set or, you know, to work. And then you're like on hour five and you're like post-lunch and this is a problem. You know oh, what yes. I mean? So oh, yes. when you are have one of these jeans, which I think like, you're, I'm talking your high-waisted. Yes. Your high-waisted cinch, embrace the ass, mm-hmm. that kind of moment. When you have that and it has been broken in to the point where the three-hour gene comes maybe like a five or six-hour gene, but it's still kind of doing its thing to the body. Oof. And you wash those jeans, all that hard work is going down the drain. <laughs> Literally. Because they're broken in. And so there are there are jeans that I am wearing out for, you know, husband trapping. Yes. And husband trapping. Those have been yes, the husband trapping jeans. I get it. It's they're like the goop jeans. They're the nice ones. And those are those those have been molded. Those have been sculpted. Those have been thought about. And mm-hmm. I can't be washing those jeans all the time. But also, it's a, it's it. a three four hour jean. It's not. It's not like you know a stressful day at work jean. If you know, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? We need to get an in between. I love a three four hour, but it's got to last at least eight because to trap a husband, <laughs> you got to get a little messy. You know, if you're not going to show up tipsy and then get a little drunk so they feel like, oh, okay, I feel comfortable enough to talk to her. (laughs) Then what's the point? I mean, look, take it from your big titty drunk friend. I'm just saying. Nobody asked, but here we are. We need to get on a side Zoom. I need to just kind of pick your brain about a couple of things. (laughs) I love it so much. I mean, that's been our time and you have been so great. A motherfucking delight. You guys are so sweet. So damn sweet. Thank you. I feel like I thank you. I feel like I learned. I feel like I feel like I grew. (laughs) Good. Good. We always ask our guests, what is the most adult thing that you want to do for yourself this year that you have not yet done? Could be anything. I want to buy a really nice bag. Yes. Yes. A nice bag is everything. Go out there. You get you a Gucci bag. Sorry. Or Fendi. Get that Louis. Get that Telfar. Why not? That's toxic. That's toxic, but it's it, but it's honest. It's honest. You deserve. You deserve. Yeah. Like we said, life is short. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a bag. Don't get a long shot. Oh my goodness. I hope to see you in person one day. I know. That would be beautiful. It would. Sudi Green is her name. She's amazing. Please check her out. Sudi, where can they find you? I'll give you my address. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm at Sudi Green on all socials and... That is what I will say. (laughs) 
Should I get the fuck out of here? How does this work? No, it's you're you're great. Listen. Well, you guys, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Um, and that goes for the listeners as well. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Sudi. <laughs> Bye. I can't. Sudi Green. Oh my goodness. What a delight. What an afternoon mm. delight. Skyrockets in flight. I mean, Sudi Green, so naturally <laughs> funny, um, very sweet yes. and effervescent. Definitely, you hear about people having an energy and an aura, and she definitely has that. And I really, I loved talking to her. Yes. Yeah. 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 She won't just light up a room. She'll light up a Zoom. Ayo. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I love that there's, um, you know, there's that movie with Tom Cruise, A Few Good Men. Well, there's a few good women, okay? And there's a few good people. Mm. And uh, I still have yet to meet them, so I'm very glad I met her. You know, people you hear about all the time uh, uh, for years and years mm-hmm. and years. Like, we have been at the same sets and the same shows and still haven't run into each other. And you figure everybody with curly hair just dipping and doing it in this business would know each other, but no. <laughs> Is there a curly hair? She said she was at the Haim concert and that she ran into other curly-haired <laughs> people. Christ. Do curly-haired folks, are they... Curly haired ladies. It's Chaim. Them too. Like Lachaim. Chaim. Lachaim. <laughs> oh, the chutzpah on this guy. Do you feel that there's like a kinship? Do you feel that there's a. 100. Yeah. Okay. We, it's like, I don't know if you've talked to anyone. Is it, have you ever met a black dude named Jordan? I have. Good guy. Yeah. Great work ethic. Okay. Are we talking about you or are we talking about that guy? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm so lost. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you have something in common immediately, mm-hmm. and then you probably have like the same story from like, the seventh grade dance or something when you've had what the world has told you unmanageable, unmanageable hair. Right. But it really is just personality and it makes you dynamic. I have nappy hair. I don't have curly hair. Curly hair is something different. Curly is yeah. big curls like that. Yeah. I have nappy hair, which is like you would shape it and edge it and put the yeah. lines in and everything like that. Get the edge up. So that was like, that was how it was quote unquote managed. But I, I, I don't know about the curly hair folk, you know? But um, I'm glad that she's found her people, you know? And that's beautiful. And I'm glad that she's she's gone to L.A. and done great, 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 great things. You know what I love? I love talking to people in the industry that have kind of the same experience but still different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel less alone. It's good to see, you know, paths diverging but getting to the same common place. And she's thriving. And what a good soul. What a good soul. That's right. I love it because once you learn how to survive, then you really know how to thrive. <laughs> Bitch, thank you so much for listening to Adulting. I'm a shubby toe and I got an exercise bra on with no wire. <laughs> Ow. Jordan, do you want to say bye? Do you want to talk about your bra or your underwear? You don't have to. I'm actually wearing none because I'm wearing a swimsuit because I'm out here on the island. Yeah. <laughs> ba ba boom. Oh, no. You asked. So I'm answering. <laughs> Love you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Rin. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song is by DJ Don Will. Photography by Gijs van der Most. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at AdultingThePod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode.
If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.